Good morning, Green Tree. My name is Eric Van Zee, and I wanted to thank you for joining us uh, in worship this morning. It was, uh, it's always good to be together. Um, I've missed you all. As many of you know, um, I was on sabbatical uh, this summer, and it was a wild summer to be on sabbatical. Um, with COVID, it did change a few of our, our plans, um, but God did open up some other opportunities for, for me and for my family to, to rest and to study and to pray and uh, to play together. Uh, but I did want to thank you, to thank uh, the church for allowing us to do that, to give us that gift uh, for me and for my family. It was very generous, and I wanted to say thank you. I would love to share about all the adventure and what we did, um, but today it is Mission Sunday, and um, I want us to start off by um, praising God for what He has been doing um, with two testimonies and about um, the things that we have been up to and uh, the way that He has been working. And so today we have Mark Uhlenberg, um, and he'll report about the COVID relief fund that we have, that we have and how the funds are gonna, have been used. And also Nancy Pratt will be joining us uh, to update us on 2028 and all the different mission activities that have been going on this summer and um, all the way up till this present day. Hey, good morning. My name is Mark Uhlenberg. I'm a deacon here at Green Tree Church. I'm part of the benevolence team. And I'm here to talk to you, uh, to start out and talk to you about benevolence and missions by the numbers. Uh, missions, just real quick hit on the missions uh, we've given about 17 or almost $18,000 in missions. Now, part of that has been from the Disaster Relief Fund, which I wanted to update you on. And the gener I'm going to talk a little bit, uh, the second half of this talk about the generosity of our church. But uh, we've given to Kirk Care and Oasis International uh, out of that tithe. And uh, so the rest of the missions funds were some of their regular giving. And when we look at benevolence by the numbers, essentially we had all, a little over $20,000 or almost $21,000 from the missions fund that was given to our disaster relief. And the congregation has raised to date uh, a little over $80,000, extraordinary. And 10% of our original 72,000, that tithe was that, that $7,200 that went to missions. And, uh, and so now we have a total, we had a total of around 90, little over 94,000, which is just extraordinary. And total to date, we've dispersed around 64,000, and we have about 30,000 left. So that's, that's the numbers in a real short story. But I want to tell you, there's so much behind this. If I had a half hour, like our pastor does, I could tell you all the numerous stories of people sending thank yous, how it's really blessed each of us in the benevolence team to be a part of this. And we're so thankful that you've given us this opportunity. Uh, we started out with our benevolence team with a smaller budget. We didn't know, like everyone else, that COVID was going to hit. Uh, but God has been good, and he's been gracious. So I just want to pose a few things to you this morning. Corinthians 13, 13 says, Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. And that's exactly what you did. Because quite possibly, uh, your contributions may have paid the rent for a mom that lost her job, a dad that had to quarantine at the same time, the same family, be away from home for months taking care of of the elderly. Or you might have been the one that helped someone buy a car so they could continue to work and continue ministry even uh, in the community. You might have uh, paid for emergency housing for a family of five until God provided a home for them. And you supported grieving parents when their college-age son suddenly died. And I would want to know that uh, po quite possibly it could have been my contribution that 
cause that to, that blessing to happen to people. So you've blessed so many. You've shown Christ's love to so many through your donations. And I just want to end with one story. It was it's about this woman and this father whose son died suddenly. Our church got together, partnered, and we were able to provide a drive through funeral where 200 people could help them grieve for their son. And we also provided some uh, help with their utilities, their, their everyday expenses to get through this time because the mother also lost her job at the same time. And this is often the case. Many folks are ill, they're elderly, they're sick. Uh, they're kind of at their last chance. And you've given us as a benevolence team a chance to be front and center and be Jesus to these people. And we just want to thank you. Good morning, Nancy. It is good to be here with you. And um, we wanted to give a little bit of update about what's been going on with um, missions. As you know, I was gone this summer, and so um, I'd love for us to have a little bit of a, an update for, for me, but also for, for everybody about the things that have been going on. So COVID changed a few things. Um, even normally we got, say, 2028 going on, and so how is 2028? Well, it was an interesting year, Eric, and we're really glad to have you back, number Thank one. Thanks. Um, as COVID hit, we were right in the main planning stages for 2028, so we had to put that on hold. And then uh, we got permission from the session to have 2028 with different guidelines, so small groups, outdoors, um, and following St. Louis County and session rules. So we did that, and it turned out great because it changed what 2028 was to a summer of service which is something that, you know, my heart has always been to have this be ongoing. So it's been really fun to watch what has come out of what was a hard situation and turn into something wonderful. Yeah, so I heard there was things like a food drive and other activities going on through the summer besides what was going on. There was. So the food drive was the first time we tried anything like that. And we had um, so many families that were served and beautiful stories that came out of that. And we had... Uh, Work days all through the week, and then on Saturday we gave away, uh, I don't know how many hundreds of pounds of goods, and had multiple families come through, uh, hundreds, I've lost my place, but anyway, <laughs> hundreds of families come through that were served and got fresh produce and boxed dried goods. Um, Prairie Farms was incredible that when they found out that we were short 60 gallons of milk, they said, don't worry about it, we'll bring you back more, more milk. We had a church member. Uh, order up probably $3,000 worth of fresh produce. So every family got fresh produce. The Rouks came up with a refrigerated truck, which meant that we could get the produce and keep it cold. So every time we had uh, an obstacle, God put somebody in front that helped us keep that going. So it was so much fun. And then on top of that, we had prayer in the back parking lot and over 80 cars stopped okay. to get prayer. And there are people in our community that our prayer group could pray for them. So that was really special. The same day, we had mulching crews out. We had people at K-Life. Um, and then as we went into July, we did Father Dixon's. We did Lydia's house. So two families at Lydia's house got a clean apartment to move into. And then in August, uh, we did laundry baskets and cleaning supplies for our friends down at Oasis. And our stretch goal was to get 50 baskets, laundry mm -hmm. baskets filled of supplies. And we ended up with 75. Wow. So out of that, I think we figured out with the number of, of gallons of laundry detergents, 2,400 loads of laundry could be done. That's a lot of laundry. It's a lot of laundry. So, And then as we extend into the fall, we've got hands on Kirkwood going on. We've got pumpkins for the senior centers. So lots of things happening. That sounds great. And so um, so 2028 is, is kind of ongoing. 
So how can people get involved even from this point on? Well, um, you can always email me, text me, call me, or watch. Um, Javi has started something in the connections called Living Missionally. And so you'll see updates there of upcoming op uh, serving opportunities that you and your family can do. And that has been one of our focuses this summer is find things for your family to do on your own or your pod so that everybody's comfortable with exposure. And it's been really fun watching all the families serving. Like Allie Moss delivered baskets with uh, laundry baskets with her kids um, to a refugee family and got the most beautiful text back from the family and citing uh, a Proverbs verse and seeing how much our church is helping. And I just love that and that, you know, we're setting these examples for our children and we want that to keep going. Yeah, actually my daughter Addie um, and Sophie, Sh Sophie Schaefer and, and Mallory are handing out um, those um, bags for hands-on Kirkwood last night. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. Yep. And so if you want to get involved, um, definitely continue to watch the connections and uh, be in, in, or email us and we'll let you, right. we'll let you know about different opportunities. But just wanted to thank you for coming in and thank you for uh, letting us know what's up. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy, and to thank you, Mark. Um, it's so good to hear about how God has been at work and working through his people and through Green Tree, and uh, we're super excited about all that has been going on. Again, today is Mission Sunday, but COVID has put um, a little bit of restraints on us on but what we can do. We have not brought in a missionary, one of our international missionaries, to preach, and uh, we've not had a, a big missions fair um, like we could have done uh, if not for COVID, but one thing that COVID can't stop is God and his kingdom building. And God is continuing to build his kingdom um, in and through Green Tree. And this morning, though, I would like to focus on um, us and a little bit about God's calling on us to missions and for you and for me. And what is our posture towards missions and what would that look like? In a day that seems so locked down and so shut down, where many of us feel, feel stuck, just feel down, and feel depressed, what does that look like? I've often found myself repeating the quote uh, from uh, the Chronicles of Narnia in the sense that it's, it was always winter and never Christmas. Have you kind of felt like that a little bit? Kind of like always winter and never Christmas? I know the season is changing, it's getting colder, but as far as just feeling stuck, um, it's, sometimes it just feels like that. But we do know that God is um, on the move. When they say Aslan is on the move, God is still on mission. He is the Alpha and he's the Omega. He hasn't taken his eye off the ball. God's mission of love hasn't stopped just because the world has come to a halt. God's love never changes. His love has never been dependent on you or me anyway, right? So if you wouldn't mind turning your Bibles to 1 John uh, 3.16, uh, not John 3.16, that would be uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That could work for our passage today, but we're um, turning to 1 John 3.16, and we'll be going through verse 18. Hopefully another familiar verse to you. Listen as I read. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, 
but in deed and in truth. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the hope that we have in you. Help us today to know you more, to hear your word, convict our hearts when we place our hope in the things of this world. Help us to trust you in these uncertain days. Amen. The sermon in the sentence this morning is, the world may have stopped for a season, but God's love is always on the move. The world may have stopped for a season, but God's love is always on the move. We are more than six months into this pandemic. Remember in the beginning how hard it felt when schools abruptly went to virtual learning, when businesses closed and malls closed and restaurants closed and many people started working from home, uh, where we had essential worker became a common term. School activities as in sports just stopped. Uh, parents stopped being Uber drivers which actually gave us a little bit of a breather, and we got a chance to stop and breathe and take a break. Um, but that wasn't really that much of a rest because really the anxiety went way up. Uh, we didn't know what to do with all of the uncertainty. Everything seemed to just come to a halt. Today, it still feels hard, doesn't it? It's a little different from six months ago, yet still similar. But friends, even in this hard, God's love does not stop. He, and he invites us to move in his love, remembering that we are safe children in his arms. In verse 18 of our passage, it says that we, it calls us, it says we are little children. And what do little children do? I mean, they, they run, they play, they chase, they explore, they try new things. Um, they tend to have a hard time sitting still, right? I love the freedom that children feel to just, to just move. I know that I was a busy kid, and I gave my mom a, a run for her money. Um, there's a few stories of my mom needing to take me out of, out of church because I couldn't sit still. Uh, little children just like to move, and children are just on the move. And those of you children that are here today, I'm glad that you're here. And you can move, uh, maybe just not too much, right? So friends, remember that we are God's little children. God adopted us into his family and he lavished his love on us. And he gave us a mission. Kids, do you like having a mission? I know that I like having a mission. And God gave a mission to you and to me and to all of us. And that mission is to go, to make disciples of all nations, he said, to love others as I have loved you. God's love isn't stuck or shut down. God's love is on the move, and it moves us in three ways. It first moves us closer to himself and to others. His love moves us to give to those in need, and his love moves us to share in the truth. So first, God's love moves us closer to himself and others. 1 John 3.16 says, By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Love is an, is an action. Jesus laid down his life. He, he stepped in. He laid down his life so that we might live. He stepped in and, and he saved us. July 9th in Cheyenne, Wyoming, a six-year-old boy named Bridger and his four-year-old sister went to play at a friend's house. While playing outside, the friend said that there is one nice dog and one mean dog. 
Now the mean dog started to charge at Bridger's sister. In Bridger's words, he said, I stepped to the side in front of my sister so that the dog went get her. I kept moving so it couldn't get past. You see, tragically, instead of running off, the dog leaped and latched onto Bridger's cheek. Bridger explained that when the dog bit him, he yelled for his sister to run and to get to safety. That was brave. That was sacrificial. Even in his pain, he thought of another. He thought of his sister. He put himself in danger to protect his sister, but he ended up with 90 stitches in his face. When Bridger explained how he had shielded his sister, his father asked why, did, why he did that. And Bridger said, without hesitation, if someone had to die, I thought it should be me. Can you imagine that? That's from a six-year-old. Bridger showed how much love he had for his little sister. He immediately stopped and he stepped in front of danger without even thinking about himself. How much more is God's love for you and for me, right? Through Jesus' sacrifice. Jesus' love and sacrifice moves us closer to to him, moves us closer to our Father. You see, he made it safe for us to be close to God. We don't have to stay six feet apart from our Heavenly Father because of what Jesus did, and he is near. His selfless love moves us to care for others. His perfect love casts out fear, and that comes from knowing the love of God. You see, A.W. Tozer said, a frightened world needs a fearless church. Can you imagine what a fearless church would look like? I think it could be us stepping in front of injustice or speaking for those who don't have a voice. Christians can step out with courage and be a bridge in race relations. James 1.27 says, true, true religion is to visit orphans and widows in their affliction. What does laying down our lives for others even look like? It might not actually be dying or, or stepping in front of a mean dog, but it can and must include humble service. Like Jesus washing the feet of others. How can we serve others in love? We can send a card in the mail. To, to encourage someone because many people are lonely right now. Or just a simple text. It can be helping a friend with online homework because online school is just so hard. It can be listening more than talking with someone who is struggling with racial tension or politics. Organizing a play date for our kids to be able to safely gather together because we need one another. Or praying for someone that has offended you. These are just some of the ways. Tom has encouraged us in this season to be self-reflective. And so I ask, where do you need to be reminded that you are God's beloved child? Not only does God's love move us closer to himself and others, but God's love moves us to give to those in need. In verse 17, it says, But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? I love that Green Tree is a generous church. I am proud to be a pastor here and seeing how generous Green Tree has been to our neighbors. But God calls us to all the more, to lean in to, into deeper generosity. So what does missions look like for you and for me? 
I think this verse gives us a good picture of what that can look like. You see, most of us have some of the world's goods. Sometimes we don't think we have very much because um, when we compare ourselves to our neighbors. But when we compare ourselves to the rest of the world, we see that we do have quite a bit of, of the world's goods. And my point is, if anyone has the world's goods, and that would be all of us, we need to be generous. We need to be generous with our things. Our issue sometimes is not so much that we have the world's goods. It has to do with we probably don't see our brother in need. John is telling us that love gives. If we know the love of God, then we will be willing to share of what God has given us and to help those that are in need. We need to focus on more on others and less on ourselves and to start to confess some of our just selfishness. You see, this world is not our home. And if we took time to believe that this world is not our home, we might live differently. We might love others like we were just passing through and not be so attached to our things. So how, how would that look like for us? Um, what would that be as far as different living? My first guess is that we just wouldn't be so attached to what we have. I know that I'm guilty of trying to keep what I have and to keep my comforts. As you know the love of God, though, more and more, the things that we have um, that we think will satisfy us become less and less important. And we might be more and more generous with those around us. So what else, how else could this look? It maybe is giving more money to those in need. And if you don't know uh, where to give, you can talk to Nancy, as we just heard. A lot of our mission partners that are dealing with those in need need more money, need more support. And we can definitely put you in contact with that. Or it might be just donating more time. Um, if we're not spending all of our time kingdom building and making our house better and better here on earth in this temporary housing, um, we can donate more time to help those in need. Or maybe it's just getting to know some of the people that are in need. So often we are not close to those people and finding a way to become close to those that are in need is something that we could do. There's a guy named Mitchell Couch, a carpenter from California, and he heard about an issue and he did something about it. He heard um, that students trying to do online learning were missing desks. And so he decided to build dozens and dozens of desks to help with online learning for those students that didn't have them. He saw a need. He gave of his time and his talent and his treasure to, to meet that need. And see, he was outward focused in that. So what can you give? Where can you, where is God's love moving you this morning to be a part of giving generously? So we, as Green Tree, we have um, lots of reasons to celebrate. As you heard this morning already from Nancy and Mark, that we have had a very successful summer in our food giveaway and working with Oasis and in the money that we raised for, for COVID and in the the way that we're trying to help those that are in need, that, that's here. But right now, um, our church is also hosting Better Together to help those students that need space, uh, to have supervised space that can come and, and to learn because online learning is so hard for many students. And Green Tree is being able to provide just a temporary space for them to do that. And because of your continued generosity, um, your tithes and your offering, 
we are continuing to support all of our partners and uh, we're continuing to give 10% of what we bring in each year, um, this year included, to our mission partners. And that's, that's over $260,000 that we are continuing to give to our mission partners. And I wanted to say thank you for continuing because that comes straight from our tithes and from our offerings. And lastly, not only does God's love move us closer to himself and others, and it moves us to give to those in need, the last is God's love moves us to share the truth with others. Verse 18 says, Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. John is saying that it is a both and. It is loving with our words and deeds. John is communicating that this love is not a do-nothing love, right? Love brings about actions. It is not just sharing the gospel with words, but it's also with deeds and in truth. I think today our world is struggling to figure out what truth is, right? Many people seem lost in figuring it out. Just talking with my daughter on the way to school last week, she says, I just kind of thought most people had common sense. I'm learning that's not the case. <laughs> I, tended, I tended to agree with her. Our society is struggling with wisdom and truth and, and common sense, and we don't always know where to look. We have so much information, so much technology, but we have a hard time figuring out what is real and what is true. This summer, um, my son Ben and Kate and I uh, decided to camp at Surprise Lake, which is at 10,000 feet in the Tetons. As we parked our, our van um, at the uh, trailhead, um, we had um, somebody start saying hello to us, and we looked behind our, our car, and it was the Gunthers. So J.D., Aaron, Elliot, Ben, um, and Marcy um, pulled in right behind us. I mean, what are the chances that a Green Tree family would show up um, right behind us um, while we were on sabbatical in the, in, uh, about ready to go on a, a big hike in the Tetons? And we started asking them where they were going, and they were going to the same spot we were. There's only three campsites at, on, at where we were staying, and they got one, and we got a different one, one of the other ones. And um, it was just a huge surprise. But the hike going up there was, the, I think it was the hardest hike that I've ever done. And uh, we made it, and it was well worth it. The view that we got, seeing nature, being surrounded by such big mountains, and the, the kind of things you get to see at 10,000 feet and having that kind of perspective was amazing. Seeing what God did, seeing him more clearly, seeing his creation and his beauty, we worshiped God just in his creation. We were reminded of how big God is. And the only way to get the truth, right, the only way to get the truth is to look to God. We saw glimpses of that in nature, but we need to seek God in his word. That's where the truth is. We all need to seek him and the truth that he reveals to us. Churches can struggle also just finding truth as well. We tend to put our trust and our confidence in things that don't satisfy like power and control. Tim Keller said, if the church continually moves towards dominance and control rather than love and sacrifice, it shows that it doesn't really believe the gospel it preaches. If the church doesn't believe the gospel, then why should the world? I'm not sure if you heard, but we're about to have an election. I'm not sure if you watched the debate, um, but it was kind of painful for both sides. Um, we need a savior, don't we? I mean, God is truth. Let's remember that our local and state and federal governments do have a role, but government isn't the answer to our real problems and issues. 
Yes, we should vote. By all means, vote and get involved politically. But God is, but never forget that God is the one that's in control. No matter who wins the election, we are called to share the love of God by our words and deeds and in truth. It is time for Christians to pray. All the more. Let's get on our knees and pray that God would show us the truth. Pray that we would live out the gospel each and every day. Pray that we as believers would humble ourselves, that we'd pray um, with, to have a desire to serve and not to be served, and pray that we will be light in darkness. Michael Green estimates that 80% or more of evangelism in the early church was done not by ministers or evangelists, but by ordinary Christians identifying and explaining themselves to their network of relatives and close associates. You see, people paid attention to the gospel because someone that they knew, someone that they worked with, someone that they perhaps loved, spoke to them about it. When you realize um, and, and know Jesus' great love for you, then you will want to share that with others. I mean, I love my job. It's a lot of fun. Um, but it's really all of our jobs to be sharing the truth to others. We can't just hire the missionaries and hire church staff and pastors to do the work of evangelism. If we know the love of God, which I know you do, then let's share it by, by sharing it in word and in deed with our friends and with our neighbors and with our coworkers, with our peers, and anyone that the Lord puts in our path. So in conclusion... What would it look like if we believed the gospel? I think it would change the way that we live. It would free us to move. We would know the love of God like a safe and secure child. Um, and we would move freely in his arms and in his love. My girls and I felt that freedom this summer um, to move, to move really fast. Uh, it's amazing how much confidence a little body armor and a big helmet will give someone. But we decided that we would take our mountain bikes and go down the Teton Mountains um, at the ski resort. So we put our bikes on the chairlift and went to the top and then literally flew down the mountain. Um, that was thrilling. I mean, that was more than thrilling. That was exhilarating. I didn't know that that was on my bucket list of things to do until, I mean, after we did it and got to check that one off. But really, it was a lot of fun. And the reason it was so fun is because we felt safe because of the body armor that we had. Friends, God's love has us in his grip. We have the best body armor ever, God himself. Mother Teresa once said, we cannot, all, we cannot all do great things, but we can do small things with great love. Let's move closer to Jesus and let's move closer to others in a safe way. Let's give to those in need and continue to share the truth to all people. Green Tree, God's love is always on the move. It can feel risky, but it's worth it. Let's pray. Father, you hold all things together. You are the author and the perfecter of our faith. Help us to know more of your love and grace. Lead us as we seek to love our neighbor better as we desire to give to those in need. Continue to show us the mission you have for us, your people. Give us wisdom as we try to safely move towards others in your love. 
heal our land from this pandemic and help us share the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen.